It's time for another Yankees injury update and time for a closer peek at a couple of players who broke out in 2019. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have but not had uh, three cold brews yet. Got ahead of me on uh, my, my caffeine question, so glad, glad to know that there's been uh, some caffeination in your life. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy in 15 on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Tuesday, March 24th. I'm Al Melkier, and I'm here with Michael Beller. And Michael, uh, it seems like probably as often as not, we have Yankees uh, injury updates. Uh, It is 2020, not 2019, but uh, the injury news does uh, continue. But uh, good news this time for Giancarlo Stanton. Of course, he's recovering from his calf strain. But according to Aaron Boone, he told uh, Yes's Meredith Marikovitz that Stanton is just about ready to go. And if there were spring games going on right now, he might be ready to play as of right now. So I don't think that that changes anything. I think that's going to be a recurring theme here as we get injury updates since uh, we're a long way away from whenever opening day is going to be most likely. But uh, worth putting that out there. But, uh, Michael, let's get on to a couple of players I know you really want to talk about. Austin Meadows and Christian Walker. So, in fact, uh, we had talked a little bit uh, offline, and I felt like you you kind of almost got a rant going <laughs> about Austin <laughs> Meadows. So I'm just going to let you have at it. Yeah, you know, um, I would say I stopped short of a rant, mostly actually to be, to be honest because I wanted to save it for the show. This is a few <laughs> hours ago that you're referencing. I didn't want to burn all my A material uh, for, for something that was just going to float away into the ether. So, uh, look, Austin Meadows, um, I think, uh, is a guy who is getting uh, a lot of justified uh, hype coming into the start of the 2020 season, whenever that might be. I totally understand uh, why people like him. But as we uh, start looking at these guys and as we take advantage of the delay in the ma- Major League Baseball schedule to dive even further into these players in a way that we probably wouldn't have been able to on this show had this season been starting on time, Yeah, I, I, the, the thing I question with Meadows is, do I want to pay the price for him? I think that what he did last year was generally earned the 33 homers, uh, the 291 batting average, 364 OBP, 558 slugging percentage. I don't look at his extended profile and, and say, ah, you know, it seemed like he was a little bit fortunate here, a little bit fortunate there. But what concerns me about him, Al, is I consider the price going into uh, the season. So he's a guy who is getting taken uh, right around pick number 45 overall. And that, to me, feels a little bit rich for someone who uh, obviously just had his first full Major League season last year, had a great year, but it wasn't like an MVP caliber year, and never really showed this ability in full in the minors. Uh, Right now, his ADP has him sandwiched in between Chris Bryant and Adalberto Mondesi, uh, a couple of spots ahead of guys like Whit Merrifield, Aaron Nola, Zach Grinke, if you want to look at some other hitters, Keston Hira, Jonathan Villar, JT Realmuto, Manny Machado, Anthony Rizzo. For me, that feels like a little bit much. If you go back to what he did in 2018, um, in, in uh, a year that he spent about two-thirds of the year in the minors, one-third in the majors, he had 18 homers that year across all those levels. So Triple uh, A with the Rays, Triple A with the Pirates, and then in the majors uh, with the Rays, hit uh, 18 homers in uh, about 400 or so plate appearances. Uh, and to me, 
I get the concern that maybe he's more of a 25 homer guy who can punch up to 30 rather than a 35 homer guy who can punch up to 40. And if that is the case, then him going in between guys like Chris Bryant, Nettleberto Mondesi, comfortably ahead of Manny Machado and Anthony Rizzo, that to me is where I get worried about Austin Meadows. So that's why I've been staying away from him for most of draft season and why I think I will continue to stay away from him once draft season picks back up. Well, you there really isn't anything you said that I would take issue with uh, because he did profile as somebody, you know, coming up through the minors who was more of an across the board contributor than somebody you were necessarily going to draft for power. And I kind of want to poke some holes in the other parts of his uh, 2019 stat line, because I agree with you that I, I think that the 33 homers last year probably represents something closer to his ceiling. But he also gave out a 291. He stole 12 bases. And I think he probably, maybe this is just in my own mind, Michael. So tell me if you think this is off base. Uh, I think that he still ha- has this perception of somebody who's going to help you with steals uh, in addition to, to power. And yeah, I think that's based maybe more on, and again, maybe this is just my perception that I'm projecting onto others. But I think that, you know, if, if anybody else does have that perception, it's probably based more on the minor league uh, track record. So before I, I go forward with this argument, uh, is that something that rings true for you that you think that part of his appeal is the stolen bases? I, I think it definitely is part of his appeal, certainly. I think it sounds to me like I'm actually, even though I'm saying that I'm not going to be drafting him much, a little bit firmer on the steals than you are if we're talking about the steals being 10 to 15. I think if that's what you're expecting out of him, that that's what he should give you. I mean, you go back to 2017 in the minors across a few different levels. He, sw- he swiped 18 bags that 2018 minor league season. I referenced 12 in the minors and then five in the majors uh, in 59 games, 191 plate appearances. So I think if you're going uh, into it and assuming you're going to get 10 to 15 steals out of him, I-, I think that that's fine. I don't think you should see what he did last year and think, you know, maybe this is a 25-20 guy. So uh, that would be yeah. overstating his his speed a little bit. Yeah, and again, I, I don't know that even I was thinking that that's the case. Um, I, I think 10 to 15 is fair. I would probably lean more towards the 10 side mm-hmm. than the 15 side, given that he got thrown out seven times in, in 19 yep. attempts last year. That that makes me uh, a little worried about that part. But I, I just want to play a quick little game here, a fun little game with um, stat cast uh, metrics. Sure, I love uh, games. Yeah. Who has a who has a higher? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm butchering the the name of my own game here. Who's got a higher <laughs> average sprint speed than Austin Meadows? <laughs> so I'm going to toss out a name. You tell me if you think that last season, based on sprint speed, if they were faster or slower than Austin. Meadows. Okay, I like this. Here we go, Marcus Simeon. Um, slower. Uh, slightly faster. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Brian Reynolds. I'm going to say slower. Slightly faster. Oof. AJ is this Pollock. Gonna, are, are we starting a trend here? I don't know. <laughs> AJ Pollock. <laughs> um, God, I think slower. Yeah, a little bit slower. Yeah. A little bit slower. Yep. Um, Kyle Tucker. Uh, Kyle Tucker has to be uh, slower. Yep. Ketel Marte. Ketel Marte, I'm going to say faster. Slower. That's a pretty good company. Yeah, so I mean, these, nobody's. This is all like within about three tenths of a of a second, or uh, foot per second. I mean, um, so you know, but you know, the the point that I'm just making here is that you know some of these folks uh, you might think of for speed, like like Pollock and, and Marte, 
Mark Reynolds, I don't think of as particularly speedy, and I think he was right. had the fastest sprint speed of everybody that I just mentioned there. So uh, that's to the point yeah. that I think that uh, that a lot of uh, people sort of miss in when they're talking about stolen bases. That so much of it is an art form. And so much of it is about timing the pitcher and uh, your base running ability, uh, not having any wasted movement, right? That once you take off, it's that it's the left left leg crosses over and you are in a perfectly straight line until maybe the throw from the catcher uh, is forcing you to deviate with your slide. But otherwise, you got to run that perfectly straight line right down the base path. It's as much about base running ability, maybe not as much, I mean, it's a little bit overstated. It is almost as much about base running ability as it is about speed. Yeah, no, point well taken, because, again, if you look at those uh, sprint speed rankings, you'll see players that are, you know, sort of in the middle, not in the lower part, but in the middle, who uh, you might think should be higher and, and, and vice versa. So, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's just definitely a skill above and beyond speed. And I, I want to talk about sprint speed, too, just for one other thing. And I, I actually want to expand on this on a later program and with the, you know, paucity of baseball, I think we'll have the opportunity to mm-hmm. talk about topics like this, but sprint speed matters for batting average too, uh, particularly on ground balls. So um, Meadows is somebody who in the one plus seasons he's had in the major leagues has been a well above average BABIP hitter. And that's been earned partly on hitting uh, line drives at above average rate and partly on getting a lot of ground ball base hits and I think the latter in particular is something that that won't necessarily last because he pulls a lot of grounders. He's not exceptionally speedy, so he may not really be a great BABIP guy. And uh, if you're drafting him to hit, uh, you know, 280, 290, you, you could be disappointed. So are we on the same page here? Are we both out on Meadows generally at ADP? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I don't think I have him in any leagues this year. I'm hedging on this because I did have – one draft that was back in the fall <laughs> um, that where I maybe uh, I can't even remember at yeah, this point, but it was a while um, ago. It feels like about four yeah. lifetimes ago at this point. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but certainly none of my uh, more recent drafts uh, was, was nowhere even in the ballpark of, uh, of targeting Austin Meadows. All right. Now we got one more player to talk about here on this episode, but first tournaments have been canceled. Leagues are suspended. There hasn't been a live game on TV in what feels like a year, even though it's barely been more than a week. There's no better reminder of how important sports are to our lives than to take them away completely. But at The Athletic, we're still home to 400 of the best sports writers out there, and in these very strange, very uncertain times, they are still hard at work doing excellent reporting and telling unique, engaging, informative stories. Like the one about Brazilian soccer legend Ronaldinho being in a Paraguayan jail right now. Or the situation between Todd Gurley and Rams and how it was beyond repair. It's during times like this that The Athletic can help keep you connected to the teams, athletes, and sports you love. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. If you go to theathletic.com slash baseballin15, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us all to sports don't go away. Go to theathletic.com slash baseballin15 for 40% off an annual subscription. We certainly hope to see you there. Well, now we've uh, talked a bit about Austin Meadows. I know there's one other player that you want to get to. That's Christian Walker. And uh, I have some thoughts on his him as well, but um, I know you do too, Michael. So uh, what, what are your thoughts about uh, Walker? NFBC, his ADP is 198. Uh, so, you know, certainly uh, he is uh, somebody who can you know be available uh, late in some, some shallower leagues. 
Yeah, I like him at ADPL. Um, this is a guy who I, I I buy what he did last year, and I think he's going to get um, plenty of leash in Arizona this season. The one thing I worry about with him, and obviously I'll come back to his stats in a second, the one thing I do worry about is Jake Lamb's presence. Um, now, he was able to take that job and run with it last year while Lamb was injured, but uh, you know, Jake Lamb is a guy that Arizona certainly is still going to be depending on when the season does begin. I did a, a position battle miniseries with all of our beat writers uh, for the Athletic Fantasy baseball podcast and when I talked to Zach Buchanan our Diamondbacks beat writer uh, you know he made uh, in no uncertain terms said that they're going to try to get Lamb involved now that still doesn't mean that he's going to jump Walker it's still Walker at first Escobar at third as their corners to start the season and in their default lineup but there's going to be opportunities for Lamb to play his way in and because of what Eduardo Escobar has proved himself to be both uh, toward the end of his tenure with the Twins and in his first full season with the Diamondbacks he feels like the one guy who is certainly locked in right I mean if this becomes a three-horse race Eduardo Escobar is not going to lose any playing time it's going to be Walker I think who would end up losing the playing time so that does concern me what I love out of Christian Walker is that last year his first full season in the majors uh, he shows up he shows an ability to make adjustments he had a a double-digit walk rate which is something you really love especially in this current environment Uh, the 29 homers that he hit unlike Austin Meadows to me that does feel like maybe it's not a ceiling this is a guy if you go back to 2017 hit 32 homers uh, at the AAA level then got a cup of coffee at the end of the year with the D-backs hit two uh, in 2018 and just about half a season at the minor league level hit those 18 home runs so I think he is a guy who maybe does rest and in the low 30s for homers and if you know a few things go his way if a few, few things break right if a few things uh work out to hitting their 95th or better percentile of reasonable range of outcomes for him that he is pushing 40 home runs so a guy like that going it at 280p hitting in what in the middle of what should be a pretty solid Arizona lineup I like him a lot at ADP. He's a guy who I've been targeting quite a bit if I miss out on uh, the top level of first baseman and I have to wait at the position. I love going after him uh, if I'm just trying to fill my corner infield position. This is someone who I keep finding myself circling back to a lot, and I think there's a lot of value to be had in Christian Walker at pick number 200. I agree, and I wrote a piece on him comparing him with Paul Goldschmidt uh, very, very early in the offseason. And I basically made a really similar argument to what you're making that, you know, why go after, you know, a second or third tier first baseman when most likely Walker, and as it turns out, he is, you know, they're fairly late in 12 team drafts. And yet I don't own him in any leagues and I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Maybe I just (laughs) found first base values I liked better uh, earlier on. But, um, you know, it's also interesting contrast with Meadows, even though they're at different positions, because the the profiles aren't really that different. I mean, Walker, particularly Mm -hmm. over about the last four months of last season, really brought the strikeout rate down to a very moderate level uh, and actually walked it, walked a ton more than Meadows uh, over the last uh, three, four months of the season. And getting back to your point that you made uh, not too long ago about sprint speed versus just stolen base skill, uh, Walker just got thrown out once in, uh, in nine attempts last year. So uh, certainly better efficiency than Meadows, yep. not that much less in terms of actual stolen base production, uh, even though his uh, sprint speed is about a foot per second less than Meadows is. So, yeah, they're going at, you know, sort of opposite ends of the uh, 12-team draft ADP, and yet they're they're more similar. And I'm not going to make the argument that, you know, they should be drafted right next to each other. Um, 
you know, Meadows is clearly the, the more desirable fantasy player, but less separation than I think there should be. And if there's anything that really should keep them separated, I think it's the thing uh, that you brought up at the outset that I do worry a bit about playing time for Christian Walker. Yeah, that's that, that's the only concern I really have for him, especially at this price point. Um, you look at the 312 Babip and maybe you expect some sort of decline there, but I don't know about it with that with his batted ball profile, right? A, a barrel rate of 13.1%, a hard hit rate of 48.4%. His ex-WOBA was a couple of points higher than his actual WOBA. I think that that 312 BABIP is going to prove to be earned. So this is a guy who, even though we're, we, we understand that there's going to be some playing time risk coming into the season, you're not having to pay for it. I mean, it's totally baked into that ADP. So Christian Walker... Um, I got a feeling he's going to be on a lot of my teams this year, at least in the leagues that uh, have had their drafts or auctions delayed because of the overall delay in the entire sports world. Uh, Christian Walker is someone who uh, I think people who still do have their drafts should be taking a deeper look at because he could pay a lot of dividends uh, this season, no matter what the length of it ends up being. Yeah, absolutely agreed on that. So uh, on that note, let's get to our uh, out-of-the-park giveaway. We started this on Monday's show. We've got some uh, game keys to give away. The first winner, uh, Monday's winner, was uh, Brian Missiura. Uh, he's uh, on Twitter, at NittanyLionBrian. And so Brian uh, Brian wins uh, the first game key uh, that we're giving away, and we're going to keep giving them away till we, we don't have them anymore. So uh, we've got <laughs> another trivia question. I'm going to change the, the protocol on this just a little bit, uh, Michael, because I'd ask people to respond to my uh, tweet. I tweeted out the, the question. I, I read it on the show, and then I tweeted it out again and asked people to respond to the tweet where I asked the trivia question. It occurred to me, that people might, you know, like with the last one, it, the question was about the Cincinnati Reds and when they um, stopped instituting the, the ban on facial hair. Correct answer was 1999, by the way. And almost everybody got that right answer. And I want, you know, it could be really easy for somebody to kind of piggyback on after they see, you know, 30 people with the correct answer. So yep. please DM me the answer to this question at Al Melchior, B-B-A-L-M-E-L-C-H-I-O-R-B-B on Twitter. Uh, DM me the answer. Uh, so keep you know keep your correct answers you know secret and hit away from it. You might be opening up Pandora's box here, Al. <laughs> Open DMs for a limited time. All right. So today's question, and I I, I love this one. Uh, I don't know how many people are familiar with this, but this is just one of my favorite like random baseball player quotes. Uh, which player once said, "Calves are tricky cats." Calves I don't know are it. tricky cats. Uh, somebody said that. Uh, so I will leave it at that. Keep it open-ended. Maybe I'll make it a little more difficult. I don't know. But anyways, that is the question. I'll also tweet that out uh, on uh, Tuesday morning and DM me your correct responses and all the correct responses will be uh, – all the correct responses I receive by noon Eastern time, uh, those people will be uh, placed in the pool, and then I will select one winner, winner for uh, Tuesday's key giveaway. All right, uh, we've got a featured read here, again, from Michael Salfino. Another great piece from Michael. Quality starts, pros and cons, and category stalwarts like Frankie Montas. Uh, well, I guess we'll table this discussion for another time, but it's always a good discussion to determine whether or not it's a good idea to, uh, to use quality starts as a category and whether you use it in lieu of wins or in addition to wins or you know, that's, that's another another discussion for another day. So uh, on that note, uh, that's it for today's episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. We do have a three-month uh, free trial subscription uh, 
that uh, is going on right now. So do check that out. And uh, everything that we do is a part of the subscription. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that lets you leave a rating and a review, please do take the time to do that. It helps us out greatly. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melker, and we will be back with you on Wednesday. Wednesday.